Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. everybody. Welcome to today's episode where we're going to start off with a bit of a life update for Motherhood Simplified and the Lockwood family. Um, and then we're going to talk about decluttering when you don't have support in your home. Hi, Kersha. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, come join us in the Facebook group because I record these podcast episodes live and in real time. And I love to engage with you. I love interacting with you. And it's like the best way to interact. So um, a little bit of a life update, because I don't know, I don't know if you've felt it. If you have, let me know in the, in the chat, or if you're on the podcast, come find me on social media, Instagram or Facebook, and let me know, did you pick up on me being a little bit distant <laughs> or no? <laughs> um, because I have felt distant um, from the community and it was on purpose because I really value like my, my personal life and my personal space. And so whenever I have something big going on, I like to keep it contained like within the walls of my home with the people that are most important to me. And if you have been around Motherhood Simplified since um, 2019, you might know that I was pregnant all of 2019 up until August 30th when I had our last baby and I kept it off of social media and I was I didn't tell anybody other than our family um, because that's how I like to process like big things in our life. I don't like to like let everyone around me like poke holes in it, right? Or question it or like judge it. So I keep the things that are important to me with me until I'm like firm in what I want, how I want it, or until it's done, right? You know, like having a baby, I was like, I'm going to get through this, I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to be done, and then I'll share it with people, right? So one of the things that I get asked about a lot is, you know, why do we move so much? Are we moving again? Where are we going to be? Um, and I'm going to answer the first question that I get so much is, why do you move so much? And I don't, like, I that's probably the top question I get. And the honest answer is so simple, and it's that we like to do it, right? Like my husband and I like to do it. Um, I was born and raised in Alaska, had not lived anywhere other than Alaska for 24 years until we decided to move out of Alaska and move to Florida. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Oh my gosh, like there's a whole world out here. <laughs> oh my gosh, like I have culture shock and I love it and I'm learning so much and we're like stretched out of our comfort zone. We are learning so much. We are being exposed to so many new opportunities. We're meeting so many new people and we just like it, right? We just like to move. And we have always been entrepreneurs. My husband and I, I can literally work from anywhere. My husband can also pretty much work from anywhere. He just requires a lot more strategy and like in-person networking. So we have to make sure that that's always ready to go for him and he's got the opportunities lined up and it's and it works out and then we can go wherever we want. And so we we just like to move a lot. And we have been moving a lot since 2013. Well, 
technically we moved in 2012 too, but it was within Alaska, like same city. Um, but we've been moving about once a year, sometimes more since then, right? And it's not like little moves. It's like Alaska, Florida, Idaho, Southern California, the Midwest, like different parts of Florida, um, similar in different parts of Idaho, right? Um, still the Boise area, not important, but we just like to move. And we have always, you know, we have five kids, so we've always included them in the process and like told them what we're doing and when we're doing it and where we're going and what their thoughts are about it. And we haven't done it perfectly every single time, um, but we do get their input, especially as they're getting older um, about like, do you want to move again? Do you not want to move again? Uh, where do you want to go? If we could go anywhere, where do you want to be? Right. Um, and that's what we've been doing. And now that our kids are old enough, we moved to the Midwest. Um, and I say general Midwest because my husband wants me to keep our privacy private now. <laughs> so our, like specific location. We're in the Midwest and we got here to see how we liked it, if we liked it. And I'm going to be completely honest. I am a Florida girl through and through. I will always want to live in Florida. I will always want to be in Southwest Florida, in the Tampa area, Clearwater, St. Pete. Um, hi, Michelle. Um, Clearwater, St. Pete. Um, not down to Sarasota, Tampa. Love that area. Like that is where I feel like I'm meant to be. That is my place. That is my jam. I love the culture. I love the speed of life. I love the sun. I love the beach. I love the hurricanes. I'll say it. I love the intense rain. I love all of it. So does my husband. We love the humidity. However, our kids are like, we don't want to move anymore. Right. And so as parents who care about our kids, right. And we actually like want to support them. They don't want to move anymore. So we're staying. So that's the big reveal, right? <laughs> we're staying here and we actually have had a perfect um, opportunity for the house that we're in now to just stay here. So we are just, it's, it's super simple. The process was super simple. We just stay here. We just are here. We are staying here. It's in the neighborhood that we want. It's around the school that my kids are at and established at. Um, there's kids all over this neighborhood. It's pretty, it's checks all of the boxes for what we want in a house other than it needs renovated. <laughs> so it's like the original everything from when it was first built, which is fine. It's the, the original owners like had it built. They liked it. They had it 30 years. Nothing's ever changed inside of the, the walls of these house. So we're going to be renovating all of it. Um, so that's exciting. And that's why I've been kind of quiet, kind of dark, um, not super active in the group because, uh, like I said, like I like to process my stuff in my own little cocoon and it takes a lot out of me, right? It takes a lot out of me to like make these decisions and coordinate the logistics. And, um, anyway, that's it. So we're saying we're staying in the same house. I will do my best to share all the renovation updates. I am like excited and also dreading it because my husband and I have renovated a 4,000 square foot office by ourselves before, and that was a nightmare. So we learned what not to do 
no we're gonna know what to do for this process and plus doing a house is completely different than renovating an office so super exciting so we are staying yay no more moves no more moves for us at least not for like i don't know 10 more years or something we'll see um and again like i said the midwest is cool it's fine i don't hate it <laughs> but i i will always be a florida girl at heart um i will always be a florida girl at heart and we even asked our kids okay so if we had one more move how about one more move if you guys want to go to florida like this is our this is our last chance so we spent the last few months like being like okay but are you sure are you sure you don't want to go to florida like do you remember how cool it was to have the beach in your backyard are you sure you don't want to go to florida and they're like no we want to stay here we want to stay here <laughs> so we're staying and it's great it's a great place to raise a family it's great it's perfect for what we need for our family right now for our businesses right now i don't like the winter so and and here's the thing too i don't like and this is just life update guys remember i said i felt like i was being distant from you all and it was nothing personal now i'm going to overshare with you but um i hate winter and it's march right now we're at the end of winter and when we moved here everyone was like telling us how horrible the winter was somebody actually compared it to alaska and i was like oh my gosh like james we've made a mistake we've made a mistake quick we've only been here for a few weeks let's go because we moved in the middle of winter i'm like let's go let's go we're not committed here we haven't signed a lease like let's get down to florida because we moved in the middle of winter and obviously we couldn't do that <laughs> it's not it was not logical or responsible to do that last year um but I hate winter and everyone who told me that winter here is like winter in Alaska was wrong. So that's nice. Winter here is so much shorter. It's like three months, not a big deal. The sun doesn't go away completely like it does in Alaska, <laughs> right? So I can deal with it. I can deal with three months of winter. Spring and fall are great with me. Love summer. I hate winter, right? And it's only three months, so it's fine. So that's our news. And now let's get to the actual podcast episode of like, how to declutter when you don't have support. Okay, so let's talk about this. Um, when you're trying to declutter and you don't have support. So I asked about this in the group. I just asked everybody, so in your decluttering, like, do you have the support of the people in your life? Um, do you have the support of your family? Do you have the support of like your friends and your extended family? Do you have support? And the, ans the answers are really interesting and i wanted to make this episode specifically for people who either feel like or actually don't have support in their decluttering efforts or maybe you have somebody who works against your decluttering efforts right so if that's you i hope that this episode is helpful for you so do you ever say something like this like i want to declutter but my husband's not on board right? I want to declutter, but my kids want to keep everything. I want to declutter, but my family keeps sending me all of this stuff, all this pointless stuff. Um, because if you do, you're probably like most of the people, most of the people um, who have ever tried to declutter, right? Because here's the thing is that it's pretty unrealistic to just expect or have everyone in your life be on the same page as you right? Like 
that's just not a thing that happens. Everyone is, is on different stages of their life. Everybody has different expectations. Everybody has different desires. Um, everybody's like learning different things at different times. So just because like you have found out this magical secret called decluttering, that doesn't mean that your, your kids have or your spouse has, right? Doesn't mean that your father or your, <laughs> your father, that your husband has a group called Fatherhood Simplified where they talk about decluttering all of their stuff all of the time, right? probably a pretty new idea to them. And so I just want to lay that out is that sometimes we we <laughs> we confuse not having support, right, with having people who just don't know what exactly it is that we're trying to do, which is one of the biggest things that I noticed kind of a trend when I asked this question in the group is do you have support from your family? Is like no. But some people would say, I haven't asked them, right? You know, I haven't told them about this. Or yes, they want it, but they don't want to help with it, right? Or no, I don't because they don't want to be a minimalist. Or no, I don't because they want to keep all of their stuff. Or no, I don't because they can't bear to let anything go, right? And I think sometimes we assume that that means we're not getting support, right? And I want to I wanna ask you, like, very point blank, what is your expectation of support? Because I think sometimes we think that support means agreeing with everything I say, doing it all exactly the way that I say it, and having the exact same goal and vision and desire and plan that I have in my head, right? And we think that anything that is not exactly aligned with that is anti-support, right? Or is not enough support to actually get what we want. And here are some examples of like of what this can look like in regards to decluttering, right? And decluttering and simplifying in minimalism, which I want to talk about that definition of like minimalism too, like um, so that you can get clear on what exactly it is that you need support in, right? And then you can communicate that and then you can get that kind of a support, right? So are you, and, and this happens, have you approached your family or your spouse or your your husband or your or your wife or whatever it is for you and said things like, I've been learning about minimalism and I really want to become a minimalist and I want our house to be a minimalist house and I want us to have minimalist things and I want us to do all of the things minimalism and oh my gosh, let's watch this minimalism documentary. Let's follow all these people on Instagram talking about minimalism and how to be a minimalist and like getting really like amped up about like this whole like minimalist movement because when we do that it automatically becomes pretty unappealing right because there's like all of this pressure around it it feels like a whole bunch of rules it feels like this very dramatic lifestyle change to go from cluttered and overwhelming to like we're minimalists now and we're going to be minimalists <laughs> it's a huge shift and it's too big it's way too big and the idea of like minimalism, right? The stereotype, because that's what people think about when you ex express it to them, is like rigid and extreme and not fun and no stuff and boring and restrictive and gonna have to let go of everything. And it feels like a big, huge loss, right? That's what people typically associate with minimalism when they have not been on this path for a little while, right? If they haven't been introduced to like, you can declutter your, your home a little bit 
and it can get a lot easier, right? They didn't hear that. They haven't heard that. All they hear is you wake up one day, we're going to be a minimalist. We're going to be minimalist. We're going to declutter and we're going to be so simplified and everything's going to be minimalism, right? It's too big of a jump for them. They haven't been eased into it. They're not where you've been, right? They, you haven't communicated. Like, I want to make life easier. I want to make our home easier to be in. I want to have less stuff. I want to spend our money on different things, right? I don't want to waste our money anymore. I don't want to waste my time looking for things. I don't want to waste my time cleaning up, right? They're not hearing all of those things. They're not hearing all those things. They're, they're not hearing. I want to be more present with you. I want to have more time for you. I want to have more emotional bandwidth for you. I want to be able to actually sit down at the end of the day and be with you, right? They're not hearing that. All they're hearing is, okay, so you watched a documentary about minimalism and now you want to get rid of all of our stuff. I don't get it, right? Um, and it just won't work. It's too big of a jump. And what it sounds like, and this is based on conversations that I've had with people, what it sounds like to them is you want to change everything. You want to go extreme. And I don't understand. <laughs> and I don't understand. You want to go extreme. You want to change how we do everything. You want to get rid of all of our stuff. And I'm not on board. And then we're like, okay, so we're not on the same page. <laughs> and then you're like, I don't have support. I don't have support of my husband. He thinks my ideas are dumb. Um, he thinks my ideas are going to make our life hard. Um, he thinks they're going to make our life boring. He thinks that I'm going to, you know, this is what my husband says. He thinks that I'm going to end up living in the woods, um, being a hippie, just eating dirt and grass. <laughs> not related to like decluttering, but because I tend to like alternative style of things. And he's like, I swear one day I'm going to wake up and you're like, I'm moving in the woods, right? Goodbye. I'm eating grass for dinner. And <laughs> I mean, there's a whole lot of steps before I get to that point, right? There's a whole lot of steps between like living in a house, living in the suburbs, having a podcast, having five kids and liking to drink tea when I'm sick. And then going off and living in the woods and being, you know, a hippie or whatever he thinks this idea is, right? But it's because I don't tell him all about my stuff, right? I don't tell him like when I when I'm sick or when you are sick, I give you nettles tea because it supports your immune system. When you have congestion, I give you mullen tea because it is an expectorant and it clears your lungs, right? I just don't tell him that stuff because it doesn't matter, <laughs> and I don't need him to approve what I want in this regard, because it ultimately doesn't affect him. And sometimes I can invite him into it and include him into it and educate him on it, but I'm still going to buy tea, right? And I'm still going to do these things and I'm still going to research it and I'm going to still practice it in my own life and in my family's life. And if he wants to join me for that stuff, he can. And if he doesn't want to drink my tea, that's fine too. I don't care. It, it has no effect on me because I'm doing what I want. Um, and it's not harming anybody right? It's not making our, our life or our family hurt in any way. And the same is true with your decluttering, right? Like sometimes we have these ideas in our head of what we want and what we're living in, like what we have right now, right in front of us is one thing. And the jump to where we want to be is so big. And so when we tell people, this is where I want to be, they're like, whoa, hold on. I don't get it. That sounds crazy. How are you going to do this? And then you get stuck in the details and then you get stuck in having to like justify what you want to them and letting them poke holes in your story, which goes back to what we were talking about before, right? Like when I didn't announce my pregnancy on social media, it wasn't because I thought it was a bad idea. It wasn't because I was afraid of what other people thought. It was because I knew that sharing that we were about to have our fifth kid, right? 
and move all of the time was going to open up my desire to have the happiest last pregnancy ever to a whole bunch of people who would want to poke holes in my story, right? And be like, wow, do you know how many kids you have? Wow, do you know how that happens? Wow, is it a boy or a girl? Wow, tell me all the details. Have you had the baby yet? Have you had the baby yet? And like annoying me the whole time, right? Um, hold on one second. Okay, so hopefully that's making sense. And like it, even even for the people who live in your home, and even the people who maybe you're married to, maybe you have a long-term relationship with, they can still poke holes in your story. And that doesn't mean that your story or your desire or the vision that you have for your home is wrong or unworthy or can't happen. Sometimes the best thing is to like keep it with you, right? Keep it with you until you can conceptualize it, until you can experiment with it, until you can start to put it into action and be really, really solid in it before you just expose it to people and let them try to to poke holes in it, right? Or maybe just totally implode it because that can happen even with the people in your life. And I'm going to go a little bit off on a tangent, but it's relevant. And I think it's really true for a lot of moms, especially is that we are very conditioned as women and as mothers to do everything that everybody else wants for us, right? To go along with whatever anybody says, to sacrifice what we want for other people, to go along, to get along, right? To say, maybe one day I'll be able to have this. And it's especially true as mothers and it's especially true as women, right? How Like to just not have our, <laughs> I mean, it says holes, what about bombs? Right, exactly. And they just can totally implode it. But we are told this so often of like, yeah, you know, what you want is okay, right? It's cool to have like dreams and visions as long as it's in service of everyone around you, right? Um, yeah, somehow everyone else takes priority. And that can happen within your home. And what this is going to come down to, and I've been doing another reason I've been quiet with you guys is because I've been like deep in therapy and having therapy hangovers. I'm not kidding you. Where I like get all this stuff out of my mind and then I'm like, oh my God, I need a nap. <laughs> I'm so freaking exhausted. Um, but it comes down to our self-worth and as mothers, we often lose ourselves in mom life. And I'm not saying that's wrong, right? Don't feel bad about it because I have another episode on this where every single time I have a baby, I have this period of time where I lose myself for a little bit again, because I've never been a mom. I've never been a mom of two. Then I was never a mom of three. Then I was never a mom of four. And then I was never a mom of five right? And every single time you lose yourself for a little bit and that's okay. Um, I think it's important to be comfortable like in this loss of ourselves, but it's not okay to stay there. And it's not, it doesn't only happen after you have a baby, right? We lose ourselves in our motherhood and oftentimes we lose ourselves in our relationships because as women, society has bred us to believe and bred us to act in ways that make us neglect ourselves and make us think that we need other people to do this for us or do it with us. Or if it's not what this other person in my life wants, then I can't have it, right? Um, and if it's not, you know, if I'm not sacrificing myself and only doing what other people want, you know, then I can't have this stuff. And that's not true. And it can be a lot of different things. Like for me, 
what it, what it is for me when I know that I want something, right? So obviously I've decluttered, but I know that this is how it would manifest for me. If I hadn't decluttered and my husband wasn't on board, what would happen is like, I would be like, man, I really love what's happening inside of motherhood simplified. I really love seeing all these photos of these people and their simplified spaces. I really love seeing all these people who are like, oh my gosh, I was so overwhelmed, so burdened, so bogged down, feeling like I was a failure as a mother, yelling at my kids, cleaning up all of the time, having no time to myself. And now after I've decluttered, I've been able to get a grip on my life. And I want that, right? I would be looking at these people and be like, I want that. That sounds so nice, right? And then I, as a kid growing up, was conditioned to not trust myself, honestly. Conditioned to believe that everybody else knew what was best for me. Conditioned to believe that I couldn't do anything um, because I knew it was right for me. And so I would go seeking permission from people. And it would look like saying, so I learned about this thing. What do you think about it, right? Or I, I think I want to try this thing. Would you do it? Um, and then I would, I would dismiss myself, neglect myself. I have a podcast episode that I just did on decluttering as radical self-care. I would dismiss myself. I would dismiss my gut reaction, which is how I make decisions. I've got, if you know human design, I've got a sacral authority. I would deny that truth that I knew it, that was true for me and what I needed to do and what I wanted to do. And I would ask somebody and I would say, what would you do in this situation? And then what I would do is make my decisions based on their answer. And most of the time, what other people want or what other people do is not what I want to do, right? Because everyone wants to do their own things their own ways. Uh, yeah, the constant reassurance is what I would seek. And so I would be like, hey, husband, decluttering is pretty awesome. Minimalism seems pretty cool, right? I think simplifying would make my life a lot easier. And I really want to do that. And he'd be like, what minimalism? What a terrible idea. That sounds extreme. I want nothing to do with that. Are you trying to get rid of all of my stuff? And then my response would be, you're right. I'm not going to do that. Right. But then I wouldn't let that idea go. Right. I would not let that idea go. I would <laughs> think about it every day. I would want it every day. And I would look around at my life and I would feel resentment because I'm sick of the way that my life is going, but I didn't get the approval from somebody else saying that I could do it or I should do it or it is a good idea. And I'm denying myself, right? So let me know if you guys can relate to that. <laughs> um, and I will tell you this too. I learned this about myself a few years ago. I learned this about myself of like, why am I always like wanting to do these things and then letting other people talk me out of it? Why am I always doing this? And not just decluttering, but everything in my life. And when I started Motherhood Simplified, the group, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't talk to it. I didn't tell my husband about it. I didn't tell my friends about it. Um, at least like I told some friends in my Facebook group because obviously they're the ones that I invited. But I didn't tell my friends in real life. I didn't tell my dad. I didn't tell my, my in-person friends. Um, I just did it because... I was so excited about it. I knew in my gut, you know, like I said, and I can feel it again right now, literally while we're talking, I knew in my gut, it's what I wanted to do. I knew in my gut, I wanted to start a Facebook group and I wanted to grow it to thousands of people. And now here we are with 27,000 people or something. I knew in my gut that it would be the work that lit me up and made me excited to wake up every day. I knew it would be the work that would like make me feel like I'm in service and actually helping moms. 
Um, I knew that it, it was a business that would fit my lifestyle, right? Because I've always dreamt of like having a business I can literally do anywhere. Um, but if I had just woken up and told somebody, I have this huge vision to create a business that replaces my teacher income that allows me to provide for my family and buy a house by myself and live wherever I want and do whatever I want, have fun every freaking day, wake up obsessed, meet new people, love what I'm doing, and just live this honestly like outrageously huge, fun, exciting life that brings together my family and my work, people would have been like, that's dumb, right? And you know they would. You know they would because we see it every day. That's dumb. How are you going to do that? How are you going to make a course? How are you going to talk about decluttering? How are you going to talk about decluttering every day for hundreds and hundreds of podcast episodes? How are you going to get people to join your group, right? And I just didn't, I, I didn't want, I, I, that was the very first time ever in my life. I was like, this is what I want. And I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. And I'm not going to let a single person talk me out of it, right? Because my husband would have been like, how much time is this going to take away from the family? And at that time, I was also supporting him in his business. And he would have been like, okay, so you work for me. And guys, don't take this like the wrong way. Like we had a business together. <laughs> You're working during the day here and you have these responsibilities. How are you going to make this work? Like, how are you going to fit this in? How is this going to work with kids' schedules? How is this going to work with work schedules? Okay, you're pregnant. So how much time are you going to be able to give to this? Are you going to be able to wake up early? Are you going to be able to stay up late, right? And those are the questions that he would have asked me because when I open that up, you know, I'm saying, hey, we have a life together. This is what I want to do. You're included. But then he's going to only focus on what he wants. And so I just did it. I just did it. And because I am a good person and so are you, you're not going to do anything that harms your family, right? By decluttering your home, I know for sure that your intentions are good, right? You're decluttering for your family. You're decluttering for the overall benefit of everyone inside the walls of your home. You're decluttering so that you can be a more present mom, uh, a less reactive mom, a less stressed out mom, a more engaged partner, right? A more confident partner, a more confident mother, a better communicator, somebody who has enough self-respect to have these difficult conversations, right? And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the lack of self-worth around actually doing this that we let it become somebody else's decision on what we declutter or not declutter. And here's the thing about your house is that there are so many things in your house that you can declutter that have absolutely nothing to do with your spouse or your partner or your kids, right? If there are piles of stuff all over the couch, guess what? If you clear off the couch, they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I've been wanting to sit down on this couch and watch TV for weeks, but there's been laundry all over it. Thanks so much for clearing this out, right? They're not going to be like, oh my gosh, are you trying to be a minimalist? And you know what? They might because my husband actually still says that stuff to me all the time. Um, but it's not going to matter to you because you're going to feel good about it and they're going to feel respected, right? I don't think that you should declutter and go through their stuff and take their stuff and remove all of their toys and make it their fault. Or especially if you have an adult partner, don't do that to them huge breach of trust, huge breach of privacy, huge disrespect, right? Um, but you don't have to get approval or permission from anybody to make your life easier. There are so many things that you can do and declutter without touching their stuff, right? Or to make the space simplified. Um, and I think just like, like I said, especially as women and mothers in this society currently, like we've been trained to believe that. Um, and if you, you know, like for me, like I said, like for me specifically, 
it was not being able to trust myself. It was like, as a kid, I'd be like, I think I want to do this. I think I'm really good at this. And somebody being like, actually, you're not. And actually, that's all wrong. Right. <laughs> and so I, I learned that. Um, I learned to believe that. And you can unlearn these things, too. So um, for those of you on the podcast, there's a couple of comments. One says, this is why I can't tell my mother things my whole life. Right. And I think everybody can relate to that so hard. And here's the thing is that you can be discerning about who you tell things and what you tell them. You're not obligated to share your vision or your desires with anybody. Hey, Lori, um, you are not obligated to tell anybody those things. And you do have a responsibility to take action toward those things. Because most of the time, and I can see this because I follow a lot of business people. I'll tell you guys the story of a, of a business I would say she's a friend, but she doesn't even know who I am. I just follow her. <laughs> she has this huge, successful, multi-seven figure, figure business, which means that she's making like six or seven million dollars a year. And when she first started her business, she told people about it and they laughed at her. They, some people literally laughed at her. Some people made fun of her. Some people made blog posts about how dumb she was and what a you know, what an idiot she was and how she was never going to do that. And who is she to think that she can do this? And four years later, she's doing it. And those same people who criticized her and judged her are now coming to her and being like, how did you do this? Right. And I think that applies to our homes as well. Right. Like you can tell people what you want and they're going to tell you their thoughts and beliefs about it anyway. And it's going to have absolutely nothing to do with you. And it's going to have absolutely everything to do with them. And it's either going to be a misunderstanding that they have about like what you're, what you're working towards, what you're wanting, or it's going to be their own childhood, like wounds coming up too, right? Like they don't want to declutter because they grew up in poverty. They don't want to declutter because they grew up in a house where they went to school and they came home and all their stuff was gone. Right. And it's going to be all about them and it's not going to be about you. You have, a, you have a responsibility, I think. You have an obligation to take action toward the things that you want, no matter what they are. Because again, like just validation that you are a good person who can make decisions for herself and have the life that she wants at no detriment or harm to anybody else. And you have a responsibility to do that right? You have a responsibility to do that. And one of the things that I think about often when I fall back into the cycle of like, I want to do this, but I don't trust myself. I don't think I can make wise decisions. I think somebody else needs to make this decision for me is think about my kids, think, especially my daughters. Um, if they were me, would I want them to be feeling like that? Or would I want them to feel empowered and be like, this is what I want. And I know that I can have what I want and it won't hurt anybody else. It won't make anybody else's life harder. I'm not going to be damaging anyone else and I can do my own thing and I don't need this validation. So I, I, that was one way that I tricked myself into making these decisions. It's like, if my daughter came to me and was like, mom, I really want to do this thing. But first I'm going to ask everyone in the house if they think it's a good idea. And I'm going to ask everybody else if they think it's a good idea for me. And I'm going to ask everybody else if they think that they know what's best for me. And then I'm going to make my decision. I would be like, no, <laughs> do what you want and trust yourself. Because here's the thing, especially as mothers, like we are intuitive, 
and we are smart and we are practical and we are logical and we are not going to make decisions that harm our family. And one of the comments that I loved, I hope if Amanda watches this, um, is that her husband is like, he's afraid that if I start decluttering, I'm not going to stop and then we're going to have nothing. And here's the other thing, kind of going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, like that's such a huge jump. You can, and I know because I did it. It takes so much work, time, energy, moving stuff out of your house to go from a house full of stuff to three suitcases of stuff like we did in 2013. If it goes too far and your family is like, mom, you've gone off the deep end. Stop getting rid of our stuff. We, we like these toys. We like these clothes. We need more than two shirts. Somebody's going to step in and say something. But in the beginning, especially when you are making these decisions to move your family forward and to declutter your home and to do your stuff first and lead by example, they're going to get on board, right? And it might take a little while, but eventually they're going to be like, wow, okay, she knows, she knows what she's talking about. Like, she did not go full, full off the deep end. She did not go full cray cray, right? <laughs> she is not living out in the woods without a house and only a shirt and a spoon, right? She's actually doing this to make everybody's life better. And she's so much happier and things are so much simpler and she's not yelling at me. She's not nagging me. And I don't have to spend 15 minutes looking for my backpack in the mornings or my gloves or my boots. Like, this is actually kind of nice, right? She can actually sit and play with me. She can actually like watch a movie with me without folding laundry, right? They're going to be like, that's amazing. And they're going to see it. So just out of everything for this episode, I know it got a little bit longer than I expected. I was like, in my head, I was like, this is going to be a short, quick 10 minute episode. <laughs> Here we are way later. Um, trust yourself. Trust yourself to make these decisions. Trust yourself to be a sovereign person outside of everybody inside of your home. Trust yourself to get rid of the things that will make your life easier and show your family that it can make their life easier too. Take action. Make these changes. Don't ask permission for every little thing. Don't take their stuff, right? Be discerning. Be smart. I know you're a smart person. Don't touch their stuff. And know that you you really only need permission from yourself. You tr trust yourself. And when you do that, the people around you will notice. And they'll be like, what is she doing? What is she doing? And they'll ask you, right? And then you don't have to tell them. You need to watch this two-hour documentary on minimalism. And you need to read this book. And you need to read this blog. And you need to listen to these podcast episodes. And you need to make this. You got to get a tattoo that says minimalism. And then you, <laughs> right? And then we have to get our kids tattoos that say minimalist children, right? And have these lists of things that we can have or not have or keep an inventory of everything. <laughs> um, yeah. Laura says, have the audacity to be a sovereign person. Exactly. We get so entangled in everything around us. And then it, it tricks us into thinking that we can't do anything and it's not all or nothing. That was the other thing that I want to tell you guys that I didn't get to in this episode. So hopefully you listen to the end, but it's not all or nothing. It is not all or nothing. It is not this side or this side, there's a huge in-between. There is a huge in-between between your house right now and what that person probably has in their head of what minimalism is. <laughs> there's such a big difference, right? There's, there's so many steps in between that. Have the audacity to be a sovereign person. Have the audacity to separate yourself from everyone else's opinions and beliefs. Have the audacity, I love that word, um, to take action and make it a reality, at least for your own spaces, right? Your own closets, your own kitchens, right? Your living rooms and watch everything else fall into place. Okay. That's it for today's episode. And I will see you guys on the next one.
Hey, real quick, before you go, I just wanted to let you know, you're not a terrible housekeeper, you just have too much stuff, and you might have some toddlers. I wanted to invite you to Decluttering Simplified, the four-week plan to help you declutter your entire home, top to bottom, in the simplest way possible. Yes, it can be easy. Yes, you can do it. Stop shifting your clutter around. You know, the thing you do where you don't really know what to do with the stuff, so you try to put it in the closet or move it to another space of the house, or maybe you even packed it up into nice little containers, but ultimately you're just organizing your clutter and that's not gonna get you to where you wanna be. Decluttering Simplified is your four week plan. You don't have to do it in four weeks. You get lifetime access to it, but I promise you once you get started, you're not gonna wanna stop until the four weeks is up. In addition to this four week plan, you get to join the Decluttering Simplified group and myself twice a month for live co-decluttering sessions. This is where we hop on Zoom together. I play you some super fun and kid-friendly music and you get 30 minutes to declutter with all of us together to help keep you on track. I promise you will love this. You will have so much fun and best of all, you will get your house decluttered in no time. If you wanna get into Decluttering Simplified, just go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash decluttering simplified, or you can find the link in the show notes of this episode. I can't wait to see you inside. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.